0: This program has been made possible through the support of an independent grant from Daiichi Senkyo, Inc. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Over the past 40 years breast cancer care has greatly improved due to information gained through clinical trials clinical trials test the safety and benefits of new treatments as well as combinations of standard treatments they can also study other aspects of care including risk reduction diagnosis and screening whether a new therapy or test becomes part of the standard of care for breast cancer depends largely on the results of clinical trials clinical trials offer people with breast cancer a way to receive high quality care, a chance to gain access to new treatments before they're widely available, and a way to help others by contributing to medical research. Those who join clinical trials help further the knowledge base that ultimately helps improve breast cancer care. Today, we're joined by Sheila McGlown, who will share a little about her experience participating in a clinical trial. Sheila, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Nice being here. Thank you for welcoming me.
0: We're so glad to have you. We we've learned a lot about clinical trials on this show. Um, but I'm very excited to get to, to really hear about your experience. So tell us a little bit about your story and can you walk us through how you were initially diagnosed?
1: Okay. Hi, my name is Sheila McGlown and I live in Illinois. I'm actually about 12 miles from the St. Louis, Missouri area. Um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. And I just want to plug this in. I have a um, nephew who plays for the Miami Dolphins and I'm very proud of him.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm
1: a proud auntie and I brag about that all the time.
0: (laughs) I love that. Uh,
1: But yeah, 11 years ago, I was diagnosed, I was active duty military. I have been in 25 years um, in the military, and um, in June, I came to Illinois from Virginia, and um, one day, I was sitting at my desk, and I felt a little sharp pain, and I was like, well, what is that? That's a little weird. So, I went to my doctor, my military doctor, and I was like, well, something don't seem right, and I said, I think it might be breast. A little backstory: my mom died of breast cancer in 2004, and five years later, I, I got it, so... Um, mm-hmm. Um, um, and I was just like, man, that's really weird. So I, um, went to my military doctor and I said, just something don't feel right. And finally, you know, she said, well, let's do a mammogram and, um, let's, uh, you know, see where it goes from there. Cause I said, I think it's my breast. So we went, I went in and I did a mammogram and I did the mammogram and, um, the technician told me, she said, sit down, Sheila. And I was like, uh, oh. Mm. they never told me to sit down they said we'll see you next year you know right and so then um the they did a mri and once they did the mri the um technology the technician um pulled me in and uh my, my military doctor he showed me my MRI and he said, you see this white stuff on your breast? He said, that's breast cancer. And he said, what you were feeling was every time you sneezed, the bre- the cancer was pushing up against your ribs. So they uh, formed it in my ribs and liver into that uh, So far it's been going pretty good. They've been, you know, besides my faith and my great medical team, they've been keeping me alive in my support system, like my three uh, sisters. Uh, my dad, um, who's thankfully still here, um, by the grace of God, and Mm. um, my great medical team that I have.
0: That's great. That's great. And what did you think about clinical trials before you joined one?
1: Well, I didn't really know the extent of clinical trials and what it meant to even be in a clinical trial. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was introduced to them, you know, luckily and blessed by my doctor, she would talk about them and I wouldn't qualify and um, just different things. So I was like, well, maybe that's a good thing I don't qualify for it because, mm. but what I didn't realize then was you you can participate in many different clinical trials and it doesn't have to be, you know, um, just for breast cancer, it could be for side effects of breast cancer, or different things like that. So I had to read up on clinical trials myself. And then you always hear about the medical mistrust in the um, Black community, especially, you know, with Henrietta Lacks, and there are many more than Henrietta Lacks and different things that happened before me um, that, you know, the first thing you think of well I'm a, am i gonna be a guinea pig <laughs> you know what's, right. the, what's the deal with this clinical trial so you know a lot of information i had to learn from myself and i'm glad i researched it and able to help other women and men do the same
0: and, and you mentioned you know that the trial was introduced to you by your doctors but you did some research can you talk a little bit more about what you, where you researched and what that experience was like
1: just first when my doctor introduced it, of course I trust her and I was like, okay, but well, let me read up on it and the steps of it and the different things. So I went to like clinical or like um Coleman. I went to Coleman and looked there. There were many um different places that, you know, let me just read up on it. And my doctor always says when you go on the internet, don't read the bad stuff. You know, because the best play right. all the wrong things. If you want to know the answer, just come to me and I can tell you the best resources to go to. If you, you know, the best resources that you can go to about different things about because it's your illness and, you know, you want to know what's going on. So that's what I've always done in 11 years that I've been diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer because I've never had early stage breast cancer. Right. right. It's novo, with In which they call it. You automatically go to stage four, and I didn't even know there were four stages <laughs> of breast cancer. I guess I was just like, "Woo, am I stupid?" But I just never read up on it, you know. After my mom, yeah, died.
0: I was angry. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. And I think most people don't realize a lot of those details. And you, you're certainly uh, very educated about it now, and, and yeah. you, you took the time to educate yourself, which is which is really really important. Um, so from your perspective now. Can you talk about the importance as a patient about participating in clinical trials, and what made you want to participate in those?
1: Well, because for one, if I'm going, to, if that's going to be my platform, um, I wanted um, people to see a, especially in my community, to see Black women um, participating in clinical trials and how important. I joined my clinical trial July, 2018, and I'm still on it. And I'm still getting good scans. I'm still stable. It's, uh, what's this? May of 2021. In July of 2021, it'll be three years I've been on this trial. Mm. I'm not saying it's been an easy path, um, but I trusted my doctors and I trusted research. And that's my platform is to make sure that all women of all races, of all colors, especially black women, you know um um that they're asking black women to participate in uh-huh. that's important you know because yeah. you know our genes are different you know so we need to know all uh, facets of like what's going on with clinical trials and i said to myself well you know let me explain even like for the consent form i had to fill out one yesterday it's like and this is my fourth consent form because it's always changing uh-huh. and um you know, I had still had to educate myself on a new one. So Ooh. I read about it. I asked my clinical trial coordinator questions and I'm like, what's this? And what does this mean? Okay. That's okay. Cause I'm gonna go back home and read about it, you know? So, you know, um, right. I still have to continue to educate myself. Hmm. I just wanted people to see people like me trusting research right, and trusting, you know, their doctors. Cause you're your, I always say, be your own advocate, you know? If you don't want to be on a clinical trial and you say, oh, this is not for me, you can always get off of it. You don't have to stay on a clinical trial. But that's right. an option. I just chose to do that. And I continue to educate people. There are so many protocols now. Our IRB boards now, and we didn't have that back then when Tuskegee and then Henrietta Lacks was uh, you know, when all that happened. So there are so many things in place now, right now, that are protecting us. So I said, don't think of it as a guinea pig, read up on it, ask your doctor, and, you know, go from there.
0: Yeah, and you, and you mentioned a couple of barriers, but but what are some other barriers that you think prevent women from participating in clinical trials, and, and what do you think can be done to overcome some of those barriers? Just
1: being asked, not always thinking that Black women have this strong... um like the strong woman's syndrome, you know, we want to be asked about clinical trials. We want to know information about clinical trials, and clinical trials need to be human first, you know, um, patient first at all times. You know, they need to think about the patient first and then about the medicine. You know, um, even with the side effects, and you know, I have nausea. Like, oh my god, is this nausea ever going away? And I've been doing this for close to three years. And one of the things I had to sign for Monday was, um, can we use your tissue in further research? And I said, yeah, if it's going to help women and if it's going to help not only women, but help other, my community, of course, you know. Uh, And I signed it, you know, even for COVID, they asked me, can we do blood tests for you for COVID? I said, yes, if it's going to help other people. And that's what I'm about is just, you know, cancer was never about Sheila. You Mm. know, this, this, this didn't happen because of Sheila, it happened. So I can, you know, I was once told, even if you help one person, you've done what God wanted you to do. And that's all mm. I wanna do is just, I decided for me, and I might not be for everybody, for me that I just wanted to be a part of that process. So mm.
0: that's,
1: that's great. how that's I decided
0: to be. I love that attitude, that's so good. You're here to help, you're here to make an impact, and it's not about you. It's not about you, i always about easy, you know, because I be like, Am I doing the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah but you know i am
1: i feel my yeah. heart that i am
0: you are you are you <laughs> do you're doing you're doing good work and we and, and we admire that um so so last question if you met someone at your doctor's office that was considering whether or not she would participate in a clinical trial what would you tell her
1: I would tell her to trust research, trust her doctors. I will also tell her to, um, you know, I always say hospitals should have clinical trial patient advocates, you know, like Mm. for myself. If you know someone that one of your patients are about to participate in clinical trial, you you say, Sheila, hey, I got a patient. She's kind of on the left or the right. She don't know what she wants to do. Can you come in and talk to her and tell her about your experience? You know, each ho- I feel each hospital should have that, you know, mm. important to, you know, see people where she can see somebody like me participating. Right. Um, um, I'm not going to say that I wasn't scared. I'm not going to be like this big bad person where I wasn't because, you know, I was I was just like, oh, man, you know, Yeah. but it turned out, you know pretty good and my doctor was, yeah. you know, Sheila, you're doing so good. And it's not gonna happen for everybody. And I understand right. that. But I would right. give her my experience because that's the only experience I can give her. I'm not gonna give her nobody else's experience because I don't know nobody else's experience. For <laughs> so right. read that's not for me to do. But it, I'll give her my experience for my clinical trial, how I started the six weeks scans. Yes, it can it's just gonna be tiring. I'm there from nine to twelve hours like on monday i got there at seven i didn't leave out till five but Mm. part of the process you know i I tell her trust the process if you have any questions you ask your um clinical trial coordinator i have a great clinical trial coordinator great clinical trial staff and if you feel something wrong if something's wrong something's wrong you need to ask a question because that's what your your doctor works for you you don't work for your doctor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <You> <laughs> know, <you are laughs> gonna, that's right your doctor that's works right. for you your doctor makes right make sure that you're getting the best care and i'll tell you what being on a clinical trial i get my eyes checked matter of fact next week i gotta go and get my eyes checked um i get my heart checked so many times i can't even leave the hospital i couldn't even leave the hospital monday without getting my heart checked that takes mm. three hours i get mm. kgs in the morning because i know they're you know um uh, doing all these tests to you know see how the clinical trial is working
0: right but yeah. um,
1: but I would tell them, you know just trust talk to your family because the first thing you know people say oh are you on this experimental drug and it's like no it's not experimental it's a part of research and it mm. has been Fda approved right in December of last year while I was at San Antonio I found out it was in in um, FDA approved so it's a good drug because they yeah. approved it and right. I'm just still on the clinical trial portion because it's working for me so you mm. know i tell her you have any questions no question is dumb mm. and no question is you know I you, you ask your doctor what you yeah. want to know to make yourself comfortable you don't have to stay on a clinical trial it wasn't a last resort for me mm. um but I just decided that this is something I wanted to do and you know, mm. this is just what I'm doing. Call me anytime you <laughs> <If laughs> have a question or like, maybe, yeah. uh, and make sure you ask all the rest of our questions like transportation, like if I have to have scans, can y'all help me with transportation? Right. Yeah. Like I get meal tickets, you know, can you right. help me with my meals? I'm there for eight or nine hours, you know?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. So different things like that. And I know it doesn't come to mind because you're thinking about everything else and you want to reach your four percent take your informed consent home first and read them yeah. first. Right. Right, And then say, whether you're going to say, hey, yes or no or whatever. Cause it's a lot. It's, I think now mine's just 29 pages mm. <laughs> and they want me Ooh. to read this. Oh, I was sitting there and didn't sign it. It's like, wait, hold up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me read yeah. this first. Like, well, I'm not giving away, <laughs> you know, it's like reading a book right there.
1: And just trust to you know, it's no right or wrong answer to fight and cancel. You fight it the best way you can. You know, I don't know, you know, from day to day or what medicines are going to work or I just have to go with what I feel and what me and my doctor have talked about, you know, yeah. don't ever, I don't feel bad about any medicine I've chosen. Mm. I don't feel bad about getting on this clinical trial. You know, this is just the best way that I know. I don't know. I don't know. That's what my doctor was there for. Yeah. You know, yeah. All I can go is what, you know, from what she knows, you know, so yeah.
0: mm. Wow, well, Sheila, like I said, I love your attitude, I love your approach. I love how you are thoughtful in wanting to give back and make a contribution and just improve the lives of others by doing everything you can um, with what you're doing. so we we appreciate we admire that on this show, and you know, thank you so much for being a part today.
1: Thank you, and I always love talking to you.
0: Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit Komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com. This program has been made possible through the support of an independent grant from Daiichi Sankyo, Inc.